Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Road to Damascus Church. We just want to start off thanking God for giving us another day. Lord God in heaven, we thank you this day that we were able to come together in this virtual space to give you praise, to give you glory, and give you honor for being our God. Now, Father, as we move forward to this day, we want to remember the souls that we lost. We want to remember all the lives that have not made it, that are not here today. We give you thanks for the uh, for the life of uh, one Chad McBozeman, who 
came brought to life a comic book character but somehow resonated throughout our community uh, that showed us that black people were not just the the downtrodden it showed us that black people are not supposed to be killed in the street he showed us that black people are people who have a history who have honor who have integrity god he showed us that black people can be human we thank you for his life and we we pray for the suffering that he endured that even though he suffered in silence he still came forth and gave us an example of excellence we pray for his family that is crying right now the family that is suffering hurt and we acknowledge their loyalty to him for, for four years he suffered with this disease and not one person broke their broke his trust we we thank you for the people who are suffering in silence we thank you for his life that gives us a reminder that people are suffering and going through things that instead of criticizing them instead of pointing uh at pointing at them and laughing instead of talking down to them god that we lift them up in prayer because people are going through things and in these crazy times more than not more people are suffering they are going through things. They are dealing with issues that they have not revealed to anybody, God. And we want them to be able to trust us. And we want to be able to discern the pain, to be able to pray for them, to lift them up, and just to let them know that they are loved. We ask, God, that you be with us in this sick and dying world, that you make yourself be known, make your presence be made manifest, that we will see evidence of you in the lives that are changed by people. Change God so that you can be seen throughout this world that we can show the world what it means to be loved by you that we can show the world your power your glory and your majesty. We love you God and we bless you in Jesus name. Amen. And now, everybody, as we prepare to move on in the service, this is our time that we can give back to God and worship and giving. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a singer. But all you have to have is a heart willing to give. And so at Road to Damascus Church, we have several ways in which you can help further the kingdom of God. Uh, you can go to PayPal. Uh, and look for Road to Damascus Church. That's Road, the number two, Damascus Church. You can go to Cash App for the dollar sign, R2D Church. Givelify, look for Road to Damascus Church. Or you can do it old school and mail us a check to our post office at Post Office Box 1382, Norwalk, California. 90651 and you can give because the word says that the Lord loves a cheerful giver so give with a cheerful heart and not give begrudgingly amen hey what's happening road to Damascus this is Pastor Ryan uh, got the COVID beard and mustache going on hey it is fifth Sunday uh, what a great month we've had. Uh, thank you again for uh, allowing me the privilege of being able to take a sabbatical. It's been a rough time uh, since COVID has hit and needed this time. I needed needed this time to, to really get back, reflect, and, and restore. So thank you for being patient and uh, allowing me to take this time. But we've had a great month. We started off the beginning of the month with Pastor Chris Petit. We had Elder Deborah Marshall. We had my friend, uh, Pastor Eric Allison. Last week, we had Bishop Kelvin Simmons. And today, to close out August, this fifth Sunday, have my 
good friend and brother, Pastor Sam Casey of New Life uh, Christian Church is located in Fontana, uh, California. Uh, he and his lovely wife, uh, Pastor Tamika, are doing a phenomenal job out there. They are Christ-centered people, Christ-centered leaders, Christ-centered church that not only uplifts their, uh, their believers, the body of believers, but also the community. He's very involved in community activism, which is important. Uh, so many people nowadays believe just because you're a pastor that you should just preach. Well, part of preaching is setting the captives free. That's what Jesus said. He was sent not just to preach the gospel, but he was also print to set the captives free. So we are, are called by, by our almighty, by the spirit to reach to the people who are unreachable, to be uh, pray for those who are, are cast aside and to fight for them in every way we can. And that's what Pastor Sam does out there in the Inland Empire. And we are so grateful to have him preach for us today. So, hey, this every week I told you guys you were to get fed and we have been fed and today is no different. So I am looking forward to this word. My good friend, I present to you my good friend, uh, and brother, Pastor Sam Casey. Hey, God bless you, Pastor. To God be the glory, to you, Pastor Ron Thomas, and to the leaders and the um, leadership of Roads Damascus Church, to uh, Lady Thomas, um, we thank you so much for this opportunity. Really, we thank God for uh, this opportunity to be with you virtually, uh, and thanking God for his, uh, his manifold blessings and his grace uh, that has been sufficient toward us. Um, certainly... Uh, this is uh, one of those times in God where uh, we, we, we lean in on our faith in him and trust him in all things. Uh, and so, so glad that he hasn't, uh, in spite of what we may be feeling right now in this time in this season, has not left us without an answer uh, that is certainly found and contained in his holy word. So to you, uh, Pastor Ron Thomas and Lady Thomas, and to the road to Damascus Church and to you who are viewing virtually, uh, we greet you in G with Jesus' joy, uh, knowing that all things are working together for our good, especially for those of us who are loved by God uh, and are called according to his purpose. So look, don't want to take much of your time this morning. Uh, bring you greetings from New Life Christian Church in the city of Fontana, 
where my wife and I co-lead the church together, uh, Pastor Tamika Casey. Um, turn with me to uh, the book of James, the book of James. There is a word from the Lord uh, for us in the book of James, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 6 in the English Standard Version. Uh, James chapter 1, verses 1 through 6 in the English Standard Version. Uh, verse 1 says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and, will, uh, and it will be given him. Let him ask in faith with no doubting, for those who doubt is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Father, we thank you and we honor you for your word today. Speak unto us clearly through your Holy Spirit. We trust you in all things to lead and guide us and to reveal your word to us. Even in moments and times like these, lift our heavy hearts. Uh, comfort us as only you can through your Holy Spirit. We love you and we thank you. Uh, bless someone through this word today, God. Allow someone to call upon your son Christ for salvation. And most importantly, uh, help us to be steadfast and unmovable through your word, even in the midst of various trials. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, this morning I want to share with you a word uh, entitled, It Pushed Me. It Pushed Me. Put that in the chat feature, somebody. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live, if you're in Zoom, just, just type that real quick. It pushed me. It pushed me. This is certainly a season when, um, when all of us are definitely being pushed in a number of ways. Uh, we are being pushed in ways uh, that heretofore none of us have ever experienced uh, with COVID-19 uh, and the quarantine and certainly all that we have been seeing in the news and even with this week's passing of our dear brother uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, and what we've just been seeing in the media as it relates to constant uh, uh, disrespecting of black bodies. Uh, it, it's pushing us somewhere. Uh, I believe the Lord is using this time to teach us that many of the trials that me, you, you and I have been going through uh, are actually pushing us and propelling you and I to a place that God has purposed for us. What we must understand is that God has really built you and I for the things that we're going through. I know you may not feel it right now, but the Lord has built you and I for the things that we're going through that, that ultimately is going to soon and very soon produce a greater glory in our lives and a maturing of our faith. Here's the truth about it. I don't know about you, but I desire to have a grown-up faith. Uh, many of us are operating with faith at times that is juvenile uh, at best, but, but the Lord is using this time. He's pushing us to really grow up in our faith and to mature in our faith. And so he, 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 through, he, he through his older half-brother, speaks through James, uh, who is the leader of the church in Jerusalem at this time, and was writing a letter, get this, to believers who are scattered. <laughs> that, that, that's what me and you and I are doing right now. We are scattered. 
scattered across the country, scattered across the city, scattered across the county. He's writing a letter, letter to a church that is scattered throughout the region and who were facing many or various trials. And James was really, really trying to give them a surefire way to respond in faith and, and, and how to respond when life trials begin to attack us. Not just one of us, but when life trials begin to attack all of us. James is really using this moment to shift their, shift their focus and to help them to understand that genuine faith must be tested. And he's helping them to understand is how the believer or the child of God responds to trials in life that really, that really gives forth uh, evidence uh, that they actually have a faith that is maturing, a faith that is growing in God. He assumes and helps them to understand that, that believers, I don't care who you are, from 8 to 88, at some point in time, you're going to face a trial in your life. And, and not just a trial, you may face many trials of various trials all at the same time. And he's really using this moment to exhort them to view their trials as a, uh, as a means uh, to an end and not an end to their means. Get, get that. That trials, he, he's really teaching us that, that trials as a means to an end and not an end to our means, which means we, the trial that we're going through, the situation we're facing is not the end in itself. Oswald Chambers said, every humiliation, everything that tries and vexes us is God's way of cutting a deeper channel in us and through which the life of Christ can flow. That, that, that's what trials do in our lives as we're maturing. It, it's cutting a deeper channel in us so that the life of Christ can flow through us in a more, a more effective and a, a more powerful and a more fruit producing way that allows us to show forth the excellency of God's power in operation in our lives so that the glory would be of him and not of ourselves. But I know you're wondering, what, what pushed me? What pushed me? What pushed you and I in, in, in this season? If we're going to come through it, we've got to allow our trials of various kinds, many kinds of trials to push us through. And here's the first thing I want to tell us, that if it's going to push us and we're going to recognize uh, the power and the radical benefits that's going to come in this season. Here's the first thing I want us to see in the text. Number one, we must be joyful in trials. I don't, don't turn off the broadcast. Please, please don't turn away. We must be joyful in trials. That's why he says in verse two, count it all joy, my brothers or believers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Notice he doesn't say, if you meet trials. He's literally teaching us that, that in this life, if you live in this life, you're going to be pushed to be joyful in your trial no matter what. Not, not if you are met with a trial, but when you and I are met with a trial. Because verse 2 teaches us something about the realities of the trials of life. It, it, it awakens us. It's, and, and what we must understand, trials are certainly definite and they are unwelcome. I, I, I don't know about you. I've never welcomed 
trials in my life. As a matter of fact, I don't like the trials that I go through. I don't like the issues that show up in my life, unaware, unexpected, unwelcome, knock at my door, show up in, in a situation. I don't like it, but what, what James is helping us to understand that if it's going to push us into a more, a more effective faith and a more mature faith, we must be willing to count it all joy when you and I meet trials because it's part of a definite reality in our lives. That's why Job chapter 14 verse 1 says, man who was born of a woman in a, in, in, in a, is of a few days and full of trouble. Here's what we must understand, that if we're going to understand the reality of our trials so that we can be joyful in our trials, uh, being saved in obeying the word of God and exercising our faith will not exempt us from life's trials. <laughs> I wish I had some better news to tell you, but we still can remain joyful in our trials. That's why 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12 says, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life, listen, if you're trying your best to live godly, if you're trying your best to lift up the standard of God and live in such a way that brings honor and glory unto the name of the Lord, you can expect to expect a trial in your life and to be persecuted because trials are part of the journey. And listen, trials are not electives in God's curriculum that you and I are free to skip. Here it is. They are required courses for every Christian. And, and, and sooner or later, you're going to be met with a trial. You may be in the trial, in, in the midst of a trial right now. Look what the text says. It says, when you meet various trials, which, which means sometimes you will be ambushed by various trials. And, and the, the, the truth of the matter is, I wish it would be nice if I can get a warning system uh, uh, in, in my life that tells me that trials are going to show up like the indicator in most of our cars that lets you know that someone is veering in your lane. I wish to God through, through that, that we could receive a word from God at times to let us know that there's a trial coming ahead. But here's the truth of the matter. We can still be joyful in our trials. How? How? Here's what the text says. The text says, count it all joy. Listen, this is not a churchism. This is not a cute phrase. This is not just a meme on our Facebook page, on our social media platforms. This is really a strategy. What the Lord, the Lord is really telling us in the text, that, that we, we are qualified to go through what we're going through. Number one, because we're believers, and number two, because we are the spiritually qualified ones. That's what the text is literally saying when it says, count it all joy, my brothers. In other words, he's saying, count it all joy, which is an imperative to help us understand that because you and I have been bought uh, by the blood of Christ and we are secure in our relationship, it does not exempt us from the pain. It does not exempt us from the problems that we're facing, but we can still count it all joy. Why? Because we are qualified. We are believers. We are bought with a price. We are those who are spiritually qualified and, and those who have tasted salvation that allows us 
that, that, that allows us to, to have joy even in the midst of our trial, even in the midst of our struggle. Because John chapter 16, verse 33 says, Jesus informs us in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have already overcome the world. That's why you and I can count it all joy. We have joy because it's a choice. Yes, yes, you and I have to choose to be joyful. You and I have to choose to look at the other side of the coin, play the other side of the cassette that helps us to understand that in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Somebody say count it all joy. Somebody say count it all joy. Count it all joy. And the reason we can be joyful in our trials, here it is, there's a reason for our trials. Uh huh. Uh, reality. There's a reality to our trials. There's a response to our trials. But but here's the reason for our trials. Number three, verse three says, "For you know that the testing of your faith produces something." Listen, I, I don't want a faith that can't be tested. A faith that is not tested is not a faith at all. That's why in verse three it says, "For you know that the testing of your faith." produces steadfastness uh, it, it helps us to know some things or our joyfulness is not based on what we feel think or even what we see it's based on what we know and it produces steadfastness in us and you know what steadfastness is steadfastness is the ability to endure up under the trial until God begins to give you the strength to cast over the trial unto him I, I think somebody needs to know that today that the reason you haven't broken the reason you haven't lost your mind the reason you haven't given up the reason you haven't thrown in the towel the reason you haven't walked away from certain relationships the reason you haven't just given in the reason you haven't just uh, you know cast yourself over and jumped off a bridge like some folks are doing is because you're understanding that you can be joyful in your trial because the Lord is stabilizing your faith and causing you and I to bear up under it through steadfastness yes there's a reason for our trial there's a reality for our trial and there's a response to our trial and that is to be joyful in spite of what we're going through because that kind of faith produces steadfastness. I, I, I want you to know uh, that I heard H.B. Charles say one time, a Christian isn't necessarily any nicer than anybody else. He's just better informed. <laughs> that, that we're just better informed, sister. We just better informed, my brother. We just better informed, body of Christ. We're not any better. We're not any nicer. We just have a word from the Lord who helps us to understand that though we are facing trials, though we are going through some situations, though we have a reality that, that that's facing facing us right now, the kind of faith that is produced from it though is steadfastness. So in the end of the day, here's what I need you to do. When we get ready to log off this broadcast, I need somebody to blow up some balloons, grab some invitations, and send them out to your enemies, frenemies, and your friends and family, and bring them to a count-it-all-joy party. Because trials need a test. And the reason trials, we have trials in our life, is so that we can pass the test. Trials are not an elective course in the kingdom, but a prerequisite. And I am here to serve certify you with a diploma in the Holy Ghost.
goes, go on and start inviting people to the party. Let them know that we can count it all joy, even I don't care what trial you're facing. If it's death, if it's if if it's lack, if it's some situation you can't handle, if it's some pain from your past, if it's something you're going through in your present, I, I, I come to tell somebody that they put it in the chat feature. Text somebody, call somebody, and tell them, look, you better count it all joy that you're going through. The fact that you and I still have long breath in our lungs, which means we have an opportunity to still allow the Lord to work in our lives through steadfastness. Mm-hmm. Somebody say, count it all joy. Go on, go on and start throwing yourself a count it all joy, joy to party. And, and so number one, be joyful in your trial. I know, I know you don't want to hear that, but listen, I'm learning to lit, look unto the hills and what's cometh my help in the midst of what we're going through in this pandemic, in the midst of watching uh, uh, J- J- Jacob Blake uh, uh, to be shot by police, to watch George Floyd and to see that Breonna Taylor uh, 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 murder, murderers still have not been arrested. I'm still counting it all joy. Why? Because I know that vengeance belongs to the Lord and the Lord still sits on the throne and though we're going through trials and though we're going through situations, the Lord is still fighting for us. So count it all joy and be joyful in your trial. Number two, number two, because I don't want to hold you long. Be submissive. I, I, I know, don't, don't, don't turn off the broadcast. I'm telling you, do not turn off the broadcast. Be submissive. In other words, give in to the trial. Because the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Producing steadfastness, here it is, is not the goal. Because you can be steadfast and without Christian character being developed, we become prideful. That's why verse 4 says, and that steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect, you and I may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Here, here, it's pushing us to be submissive in the trial because when we're submissive in our trials and not submissive in the way that we give up, but submissive in the way that we're trying to learn the lessons of growth, it embraces, it helps us to embrace God's process of growing through our trial. It helps us to embrace what God is trying to produce in us as he matures us through the process because every process, hear this, ends in a product. But listen, don't get comfortable with the product because the process never ends. <laughs> I, I think somebody needs to hear that again. Listen, every process that God takes us through ends in a product, joy, peace, love, forgiveness, uh, steadfastness. But the process never ends. Don't get comfortable with the product that God produces, but, but be ready for God to continue to firmly establish us in steadfastness so that we can grow up in him and lacking nothing because it's a process that the Lord is externally working in us, externally working on the outside while internally building us up. It's a process that, that he helps us to understand. And he says in the word, James does, James helps us to understand, understand, he says, and let steadfastness have its full effect. Because being submissive in our trials as we count it all joy helps us to understand and embrace God's purpose even in the trial, not not only embrace his process, but it helps us to embrace the purpose of the trial. So there's a process for the trial, but then there's also a purpose 
for the trial. Listen, newsflash. Just got a text message from the Holy Ghost. I'm going to send it to your inbox right now. It, the, the purpose of our growth uh, in our trials is that you and I may be perfect. Not perfect in the sense that we don't make any mistakes, but that word perfect in the text means mature and growing to a stature and complete, lacking nothing. This is God's purpose for our trials. Listen, I, I, I don't care what you're going through right now. God has a, a, a process for you and I that is purposeful in the sense that he's causing you and I to mature in him and to be complete in him so that when we get out of this season, when we come out of this quarantine, when we get through all of these injustices, when we understand that God is doing a new thing in us, when we understand that God is causing all things to work together for our good and that he's pushing us through a, a growth spurt. Some of us are growing uh, while being separated. Some of us have depended on folks too long. Some of us have depended on everybody else but God. And now God is using this as a process and a purpose to grow us even through the things that we are experiencing. Why? He don't want us lacking nothing. Man, I love God. I, I, I don't know about you, but I love God because he doesn't he doesn't want us lacking he he's not out like our friends who's hating on us when we on the come up he's not like family members that, that that won't share the inheritance he doesn't want us lacking anything so he grows us through a purpose and a process through the trials that we are suffering that's why Romans chapter 5 verses 3 through 5 says more than that we rejoice in our suffering knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put to shame be put us to shame because god's love has been poured into our hearts through the holy spirit who has been given to us yes he he's producing something somebody put that in the chat feature look you, you you're not gonna know me when i come out of this look he's producing greater joy, greater strength, greater power, greater focus, greater faith in you and I through the process and the purpose of our trials. Because we can count it all joy or be joyful in our trials and we certainly, number two, can be submissive in our trials. Listen, at least I bore you and hold you too long. Let me tell you the third uh, thing we need to know that's pushing you and I. We, it's pushing you and I. Here, here's what it's literally doing. Not is it teaching us to count it all joy, and not only is it teaching us to be submissive or, or to give in to the trial in the lesson of the trial because there's a process and a purpose, but number three, it's teaching us to know our limits. <laughs> Yes, there are some things that we just need to lift up our hands and give to God. It's teaching us to know our limits. Look what verse 5 and 6 says. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach. And it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. I, I come to tell somebody today as we bring this message to a close that trials will force or even push you and I to admit that we've been arrogant. I, I, I know you didn't want to hear that. Yes, yes, it will push you and I to admit 
that during this time, during this season, I don't know about you, this time of quarantine has taught me some things about Sam that I don't like. This time and this season has taught me to admit my own arrogance that sometimes I've gone without asking God. Sometimes I thought I was wiser than God, thought that I knew better than God, but this season is pushing me to say, you know what? I've reached my limits. I need thee. All that I need thee every hour. Oh, I stretch my hands to thee, Father, because I know that it's pushing me to admit that I have limits in my life and it's teaching me that I've got to ask you for wisdom. I know I know the word a little bit and I think I have a little knowledge, but when you only have a little word and a little knowledge with no wisdom, you're dangerous. But when you have a little word and some knowledge with all wisdom, that comes from the Holy Ghost, it helps us to understand that we are limited, but we can call on the power of a limitless God. So trials are pushing us to empty ourselves of our self-reliance and ask God for his wisdom. I, I, I think somebody needs to know that today, that we need to admit our arrogance and empty ourselves of our self-reliance and say, God, look, I can't handle this one. Look, God, another death. I can't handle this one. God, look, a, a, another report of a COVID-19 infection. God, God, another hospitalization. God, another put on the ventilator. God, another black body has been, has, has been taken from us, God, by the hands of law enforcement unjustly, it seems. God, we can't even job in our communities. God, I can't handle this. It's pushing me to empty me, empty us of ourselves, teaching us to empty ourselves of relying on the Republicans and the Democrats or the legislature or the Congress or certainly the White House is teaching us to ask God for wisdom, which is knowledge plus our experience with some common sense. <laughs> I, I'll say that one more time. It's pushing us to help us understand we need to empty ourselves of our self-reliance, ask God for help uh, for his wisdom, which is knowledge plus experience with a little common sense. And I come to tell somebody today. God is pushing us. He's pushing us to act in faith. He's pushing us to be stabilized. He's pushing us not to be predicted nor dictated to by the waves uh, uh, that's being predicated or dictated by the waves in the stormy seas of life. He's pushing us to understand that I, I, I didn't know that I can get over this situation that I'm in, but it's pushing us to understand I didn't know that, that, that this would push me into a greater faith, a greater understanding, a greater forgiveness, a greater love. This season is pushing us to understand that we can look unto the hills from which cometh our help and know that our help comes from the Lord. It's pushing us to understand that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. It's pushing us to understand that the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. It's pushing us to understand though he slay me, yet will I trust in the Lord. It's pushing us to understand that the Lord is fighting for us, pushing us to understand that we're growing up and maturing in our faith. It's pushing us to understand that no matter what you and I go through, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Pushing us to understand that during this season, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, 
with principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, we must be able to stand and have, having, having done all, keep on standing. And don't be thrown off by the various trials that you and I face. But we can count it all joy. Be joyful in that trial. Be submissive to God's process and purpose and the power that comes from that trial. And then know that he's fighting for us and know that we can also know our limits. Listen, we serve an all-powerful, purposeful, and amazing God who has limitless power. There may be someone here today experiencing a trial, going through a situation. Many are feeling hopeless at this time. Many are feeling as if all is lost. There is, there is no way it appears that there's going to be a turn in this. Many of our hearts are grieving because of the loss of our dear brother Chadwick Bozeman, who suffered in silence while many of us are the same way, suffering in silence with various trials. Here, let, let, me, let, me, let me offer you something. Right where you are, lift your hands and be submissive in the trial and allow the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, come on, come on. Trust me in this. Allow the Lord Jesus Christ through his Holy Spirit to come in and to strengthen us and to strengthen you and to give you what you need in this moment. That's what the text says. If you lack wisdom, direction, what to do at, at your wit's end, it's pushing you and I somewhere. It's pushing us to ask. And listen, 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 I, I, I dare you to go to Axton. I feel it in the Holy Ghost right now. I dare one or two of you, all of you, to ask right now. Father, lift this heavy burden. Father, give me strength. Father, cause my, my eyes to look unto the hills. Lift my heart. God, help me to deal with my emotions right now. God, build my faith. Help me to be joyful in this trial. Mature us in this. That is you. And if you're looking for a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, that's where it starts. Can't be joyful in a trial without relationship with he who gives us joy in the midst of our struggles. Listen, I offer Christ unto you today. And listen, you don't have to do nothing special. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 says that if you would openly confess the Lord Jesus Christ with your mouth, him being raised from the dead, you are saved. Because with confession with the mouth and with the heart, belief is made. You don't, you don't, you don't have to do anything other than just believe. And believe in such a way that you have a righteousness that comes to you through Christ Jesus. It's, it's infused, it's laid upon you. 
You don't have to try to be right with God, even in your trial, because Christ makes us right. That's why we can ask him for wisdom in our time of need. Listen, God bless you today. Praying God's choices and riches blessings upon your life. Praying for the road to Damascus Church. Praying for Pastor Ron Thomas and Lady Thomas. Praying that God continues to abundantly supply every one of your needs. Praying that God continues to open doors for new opportunities for you and for the ministry and for those who are connected to your ministry. Praying that every home is blessed. Praying that there is no lack. Praying that God would restore where there is. Praying that God would build bridges of hope and bridges of power and strength to everyone who is watching this broadcast. Pray that God will cause our hearts to be filled in such a way that we have the God kind of confidence that will speak those things that be not as though they already are. This is our prayer for you today. In Jesus' name, God bless you. It is our prayer on behalf of Pastor Ron Thomas and Lady Thomas and the road to Damascus Church, thanking God for Pastor Thomas and Lady Thomas and this opportunity for sharing the word. Uh, look for them on their broadcast and all of their social media sites. Wonderful pastor, wonderful first lady, wonderful ministry to be connected to. If you are looking for a church, you're looking for a place to grow in Christ, looking for a place while you're on your road to Damascus <laughs> and having your Damascus experience. This is a wonderful church to be a part of. Road to Damascus Church in the city of Carson, California, shepherded by none other than the great angel of that house, Pastor Ron Thomas. We God bless you. It is our prayer that this message has been a blessing unto you. And let us now receive our benediction. Father, we thank you. We honor you and we bless you for this time. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, be with us even now in the days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all and thank you so much.